It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there, but how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? Fortune Cribs can help. Fortune Cribs helps investors buy short-term rentals in select markets around the country for as little as 10% down with cash-on-cash returns in the 20 to 30% range. Fortune Cribs will design, furnish, and manage all the day-to-day operations, making your experience truly hands-off. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your real estate investing journey, whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your portfolio, Fortune Cribs can help. So if you want to take the next step, go to fortunecribs.com and book your free consultation to see how Fortune Cribs can best help you. Once again, that's fortunecribs.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, accompanied by our guest for the week, Heather Drees. And today we are the two smart assets. For those not yet familiar with Heather, she is the Director of Funding at Secured Investment Corp. And as a tenured employee, has worked in the private money industry for over 15 years Heather has been directly involved in the sale of over $100 million in trustee mortgages and raised over $30 million in Secured Investment Corp's high-yield equity funds. She has experience in assisting underwriting, managing origination, servicing teams, and investor relations. On top of that, Heather is an active real estate investor focusing on rental properties and also has experience flipping homes. Heather, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, pumped to have this conversation. We're going to dive into some cool stuff today that I know most of our listeners would really appreciate. Maybe some stuff they haven't really heard of before. So super excited to kick off uh, with that. But before we do, um, we'd like to hear more about you, Heather. So tell us more about your background, your story, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. I always find it um, fascinating to ask people how they got into it because most of us, you know, when you go to college, I can't tell you anybody that is in my circle of influence that actually is doing what they thought they would. (laughs) Um, And me, me included. So I went to college to be a teacher, you know, thought, Hey, off summer's off. Um, This is going to be a great gig. And then realized I had to deal with children all day and was like, I don't know about that. (laughs) And my kids can attest, you'd be a terrible teacher. You were terrible (laughs) at helping us with homework. So um, long story short, you know, I had always kind of had a sales background. And when my husband and I started having children, you know, it was my goal to stay home with them, which I did until they were in school and then quickly was ready for the adult world again and um, kind of fell into this industry by luck. I had a friend that was in the private money industry and he's like, come to work for me. I knew nothing about private money. I thought when you bought a house, you went to the bank and you got a loan from your banker. I thought when you had money to invest, you went to your financial advisor and you took their advice and and invested in really traditional things. And so uh, I quickly learned that there was this world out there. And I just, I, I was fascinated by it. One, I was fascinated by the ability to help people get funding to buy real estate um, and not have some of the restraints that a bank would would give them. Um, And then I really honed in on the investor relations side of things. So I quickly learned that people were buying what I learned were trust deeds and investing money into funds that were backed by real estate. And they were getting these high yields and they had tangible assets. And I'm like, why doesn't everybody know about this? (laughs) Why am I just hearing? You know, my parents never, my parents were 
active real estate investors, but they physically bought the real estate, but I had never heard of this. So um, just kind of took a passion to helping people create wealth and financial freedom for themselves through real estate. And then through that, my husband and I started uh, investing in real estate. We like a lot of people, you know, um, the fix and flip uh, rage. I thought it was going to be like Chip and Joanna and quickly learned <laughs> it's really not that that great. <laughs> um, and, you know, we flipped a few houses and I'm surprised we're still married, but we are. And then we we kind of diverted our strategies to holding rentals. And so that's been kind of my path. Um, I do believe really getting involved in the private money industry opened so many doors for myself and my family to create wealth. And so it's always nice to give back to the community and help educate other people on how to do the same thing that I've done. So here I am over 20 years later, still in the private money industry, have went through the 08 downturn and, you know, went through COVID and I'm still here unscathed. And, you know, I have a, a passion for helping my clients create wealth for themselves. And so I just, I love what I do and I love being able to, to work with all these different types of clients. So fast forward 20 years, I'm at Secured Investment Corp, came on board 10 years ago and have helped them grow out their real estate funds, helped assist people buy lots of trustees. And then, you know, on the back end of it also helped provide funding for our active real estate investors that we work with. Yeah, that, you know, there's a lot there. And I appreciate you going to that level of detail because that's that's awesome. And, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, being a, a flipper or even holding rental properties, especially managing them yourselves, is yeah. very, very active, right? I mean, it's very different from, say, being, you know, on the on the passive side, if you're a limited, uh, um, you know, a limited partner in a syndication or in a fund or something. Like that. It's very different. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. I did almost the same thing you did. You know, it's just there's, there's only so much time in the day and this just wasn't yeah. for me. So I'm, I'm right there with you. So, you know, I kind of want to dive into some of the stuff that you guys do at Secured Investment Corp. You know, so many of the listeners and myself included, and we talked a little bit about this uh, before the show, but, you know, we're uh, passive investors in, you know, single asset syndications. That's a mm -hmm. lot of what we do. That's what we talk about a lot. But, you know, you guys, you mentioned you guys have funds. And I think that's a very interesting topic. I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. So with that being said, you know, it seems like the fund model has really taken off recently. I've seen a lot of people get more, you know, building these funds, kind of operating that way. Uh, you know, and I know you're obviously your company does the same thing. Can you give us a just a general overview of the focus of your funds and basically how they operate. I just want to make sure you know we yeah. paint a good picture for everyone listening so they understand what we're talking about. Yeah, and I help I think it probably would help to um start the story with how we got into to raising capital into funds. So Perfect. when I came on board 10 years ago, my job was to dial for dollars. So we would have active real estate investors coming to us looking for funding. We would put them through an underwriting process. I would jump on the phone, start calling all my relationships that like to buy what we call trust deeds or notes. They're essentially the same thing. A trust deed or a note is a lien. When you buy that, you're buying a lien against a property. And so I had this database of people that really loved buying notes, but then also started to realize not everybody liked that. Not everybody wanted to take some of the risk on that comes with that. And when I say risk, I mean, if they don't pay, you're going to have to be able to step up and foreclose. That's how you secure your money. Um, and it's clunky. You know, you've got a borrower and a broker itching to close and working with a purchase and sale agreement that may expire. I'm trying to coordinate Danny getting his money in from his IRA, which takes time. And so 
you know, like you said, funds have become very popular, but 10 years ago, you didn't hear of them a lot. You heard of a REIT, which is a publicly traded real estate trust, but not an actual privately managed fund. And we thought, how much better could we service our clients that don't want the risk of a trust deed, but we could pool their money in this fund, we'll manage the fund, we'll lend the money out, we'll do all the due diligence, all the the back-end work, so they passively can just collect their earnings. But again, they're still in a fund that's backed by real estate as an asset. So we quickly jumped into the fund management world, um, and it was a learning process. We have two funds currently, and both of these funds are managed the same. And so we make money for our fund members by taking a portion of the fund, specifically 75% of it, and we lend that money out to other real estate investors. So we lend on short-term loans on average about 12 months, and we don't lend more than 70% of the value. So we were keeping a very large equity play in these deals. We collect the payments. That's a big part of the profit bucket for the fund. We collect the origination points. That goes into the profit bucket. And we do that nationwide. And that's a pretty large portion of our fund. So they're very short-term assets. The other 25%, um, for those of you that, and I didn't mention where I am, I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And I hate to say this on a podcast, it's beautiful. We tell people it's terrible and there's (laughs) grizzly bears and there's mosquitoes, but we actually take 25% of the fund balance and we invest in real estate assets in our local market. So we'll buy real estate, we'll sell it. Those profits flow back into the fund. Sometimes we buy a cash flowing property. Those rents flow back into the fund. So there's these different streams of income. We pay our investors in our funds out on a quarterly basis or a monthly basis. Um, One fund pays out monthly, one fund pays out quarterly. So my clients that are looking for cash flow, maybe they're retired, they sold their business, they want to replace their income, they love the funds because they're just this consistent cash flowing model. Um, And then we also give them the option to reinvest. So for for my people that are really growth minded, hey, I don't need the income right now. I just want to grow these accounts as quick and big as I can. They love the option to reinvest because now they're compounding their earnings. So there's 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 options and solutions for both strategies. Um, again, this fund is all backed by residential real estate up to four units. So um, we decided a long time ago we were going to stay in our lane and we're experts at residential affordable housing market. That's what we focus all of our assets around. So that's what these funds are focused on. Um, they have very short tie-up periods, so 12 months where This might be a nice addition to someone that's really heavily invested in syndications because, as you know, usually that's a lot longer term hold, right? Typically, what, five years? Yeah. Um, And usually you see most of your upside at the end when the property sold or refinanced. A lot of people like to add this to what they already have because it's this cash flow, right? All this profit comes in. It's always paid out. Um, And so that's a nice option. Um, 12 month tie up period, they can get out after a year. um, And they're fully audited funds, you know, they're compliant with SEC rulings. And the really cool thing, I don't know how familiar you are with real estate funds, but most of the time and syndications are a lot like this, you have to be what's called an accredited investor. Sure to even invest money. We're pretty excited. Three years ago, we opened up our first regulation A plus fund and it allows for anybody to invest. And we set the minimum at $1,000. We have a passion 
for everybody to be able to get on the path to financial freedom. And so we love that we can actually just about service anybody. We have a fund for our high net worth individuals with a 50,000 minimum. And then we have this smaller fund um, where people, you know, they have lazy money. Maybe they set up an IRA and they never did anything with it, or they left a 401k at an old job and they never rolled that $5,000 over. That fund is really nice for that. And the funds are seeing yields from eight to 11%. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I absolutely love to hear that. And so I just want to get some clarification before we move forward, because I'm definitely interested in this note space. So you have two different funds. Are they mm-hmm. both split on a, on a ratio of 75, 25 in between notes and then uh, maybe single family to four units? Uh, Correct. Okay. Yep. They're modeled and, exactly the same. Okay, great. And then so just to, just to understand, so one's basically more of a cash flow and one's more of a growth strategy. Is that correct? The, both funds can be set up either way. So okay. depending upon the investor and what their strategy is, they can set the account up however they want. And they can actually even change it. Like, for example, I've had guys that are, hey, I'm still working, but in a year I want to retire and I need the cash flow. You can always switch the account over, but both funds can be set up either way. Okay. That's fantastic. Love to hear that. So, so I kind of want to dive into it just a little more. You mentioned a little bit earlier, but you know, uh, a lot of listeners, again, they're familiar with single asset syndications. They see a property like, Oh, here's a property. I can understand this. I can go see it. I can probably, Mm -hmm. you know, Google it and there's the address and man, there's a property and maybe they can even drive by it at times. Right. Uh, But we know a lot of this stuff is geared toward passive investors. So, you know, you want to be invest one of the best, you know, benefits, at least for me, is being able to invest in, you know, the best markets across the nation, right? And that's not always where I'm at or where I'm living, right? It's not necessarily my backyard. So I do want to talk about, you know, kind of the, how this is set up and how you're educating your your investors in terms of, you know, you got some properties in your area, Coeur Lane, or, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. around that area. Obviously, you can be very familiar with that. But then also the note space, since you are, you know, spread out across the country. And then how are you educating investors about potential risks and, and things sure. like that? So, and that's a great question. I mean, like I said, both of our funds are reg- registered with the SEC. So we have a private placement memorandum for one of them, and then we have a subscription agreement for the other. So the inherent risks are are notated in there. Um, what I can say is I think the difference between, and, and if people like a single asset investment, we sell our notes. And that's where my people that are very specific. Hey, I only want to invest in an asset in the state of Texas. Great. We have notes for that. Um, but what I do tell people is, you know, in a, in an environment like our funds, you're actually more diversified, right? You could take your $50,000 and you have your money spread out over 400 assets. If someone doesn't make a payment, it's not quite as painful as if you take that 50 grand and you buy a note with it. So I tell people, you got to know what your risk tolerance is and what you're trying to accomplish. And, and, you know, I would tell you that a typical investor that goes into our fund is probably someone that has real estate experience. They've probably rehabbed a house, owned rentals, and they're at the point in their life or career that they're like, I don't want to deal with it. I like the asset and I love that it that's what's you know securing my money in the fund, but I don't I want to be hands off. Where in comparison to my note people, you know, they're they want to control it. They're they're going into this saying, hey, I don't mind taking that house back. I live in Florida and that's right in my backyard. So I think it's really dictated by the the client's appetite. Um, and you know, again, the fund, we do report on the fund and we give very detailed reports every quarter. Our fund sends out 
uh, quarterly reports and you know exactly which loans we originated, where they were, what properties we bought, and there's actually historical um, payout returns in there too. So we're really transparent. Um, and I think that's how we, we, we educate and we continue to communicate and have an open line of, of communication with our clients is through our fund reports. Yep. Love to hear that. I think, you know, just being a, a past investor myself, one of the, one of the most important things is communication, right? You want to yeah. be able to communicate clearly. And I, you know, I've seen, I've heard nightmare stories of people getting into business or being passive investors of people, you know, who they thought they were going to get, you know, good communication from, but really the communication styles, not only, uh, they were they weren't, you know, very good, but they also, they didn't mesh, you know, it was one of yeah. those things like, Hey, it just didn't work out very well. So I think that's, that's absolutely massive. I'm glad to hear you guys are doing that. Yeah. Uh, and I tell my clients too, if they're shopping around, you should ask other operators, how often do you report? What does that reporting look like? Give me an example, because I think that's where a lot of lack of communication comes from too, is expectations, right? You know, if I get someone to invest in my fund and he thinks he's getting an update on a weekly basis, he's probably going to be really disappointed. You know, so I tell people, People, when you're out shopping and, and you're looking at other fund operators, because I know everybody does, ask those questions and then at least you know what to expect. Yep, absolutely spot on. Love to hear that. So I do want to go back a little bit. You know, we talked about single asset syndications being usually a three to five mm -hmm. year hold. You guys have a, a different timeline, right? And I think, would you say 12 months? Is that correct? Usually for 12 months. Yep. 12 month tie up period. And then if they want to exit the fund or we call it divesting, um, it does occur over four quarters. So because that money's out on the street, right? We've got it out there working for you. That's how we make the fund a lot of money. Uh, and we have the ability to pay out the yields we do, but we also have to be able to exit people out if they want to cash out. So you put a hundred grand in and after 12 months, for some reason you want to exit, you're going to get 25% of that. So 25 grand every quarter for four quarters, and then you're fully divested out. Everything that remains in there during that process still earns what the fund is earning. You're going to get paid out on that, but that allows us to free up capital and, and sell assets to cash people out. Awesome. Love to hear that. So I do want to bring something up too, because, you know, this is a very interesting strategy. You said basically, you know, after that 12 month period, you can basically reinvest, right? And there's a, I mean, it's got to be a huge benefit that comes with that, right? So can you just like, let's dive into that a little bit, because I think that's very interesting because, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's single asset syndication, three to five years to get their money. Yeah, they might put it into another deal, but there's a lot that comes with that, right? So. Yeah. So the way that we do it is when your earnings are calculated and paid out quarterly, or monthly. So our, our fund two pays out quarterly, our fund three pays out monthly. Um, we pay out all profit. And depending upon how the client sets the account up, if Danny says, hey, I don't want you to pay me my earnings, I want you to reinvest them, that would occur every quarter or every month. So it actually occurs more than once a year, um, which is really cool because now you're just compounding those earnings. And people with self-directed IRAs, I don't know how familiar you are with these types of accounts, but Self-directed custodians make lots of money when money moves back and forth from an IRA account yeah. to wherever they're investing. And so our clients that have those types of accounts love this because they don't have these small dollars going back every month when they get their earnings, then they have to wait till they have enough to reinvest it. We just roll it back in here. And then at the end of the year, we let their custodian know, hey, here's a fair market evaluation. This is what their account's worth. And then that way, their IRA custodian can square up and make sure that they're reporting accurately. But then they're not getting dinged and having stagnant dollars just sitting there. I have these time 
I was earning, you know, 500 bucks a month off this investment. And I, it's just sitting there. It's like, why would you not get that to work for you? So um, a lot of clients that have those kind of accounts really enjoy that option because, you know, their money's always deployed. And that's another benefit to, to funds. Notes are great, but a note buyer's worst day is typically when they get paid off because now they have to find a home, sure. you know, where the fund, their money's always deployed. So um, notes are probably a little more liquid than I would say a fund or maybe a syndication is. Sure. And I absolutely love to hear that. Actually, you know, I was speaking with an investor just the other day and they were a, they were a self-directed 401k investor, right? They had, oh. this, they had this account and they were really wanting to put it to work. But their concern was, you know, they, in the past, they'd been maybe put into syndication or something, right? But, you know, a self-directed 401k or self-directed IRA is a tax advantage account already. So yep. you're investing in something like a syndication, the depreciation, it's not really doing much for you, right? So they were right. looking for something that maybe could be quicker or, you know, maybe doesn't really necessarily have to have those tax benefits of the depreciation. Is that something maybe this uh, this no phone work for? Yeah. And I, so I have clients that do it all, you know, they'll have an IRA, a 401k. I deal with a lot of dentists that are self-employed. Sure. So they've got these solo 401ks and you're exactly right. You know, it's already tax deferred. So why not take your cash and invest that into a syndication where you get the benefits of depreciation and use your qualified or tax deferred accounts like 401s and IRAs and invest that more in like a fund environment. And that's exactly what typically happens. I mean, in full disclosure, I'm not a financial advisor, nor am I a tax accountant, but um, it, it's pretty easy to figure out that, you know, depending upon the kinds of dollars you're investing, there's definitely different strategies and different options you know, that work better for those dollars. So those are things to take into consideration. Um, we get a lot of clients, high net worth people that are like, can I get depreciation off the fund? Unfortunately, our assets are so short term, they're just yeah. rolling in and out of there. There is no opportunity for that. And, you know, I send them to people, you know, like yourself and some other colleagues I've got that have syndications that we just don't offer that. Well, you know, I think it's so important, though, as an investor is to realize, you know, what your, you know, what buckets you have and what you need your mm -hmm. money to do for you. Because like you said, like, you know, there's a, a time and a place for for those dollars. You want to be put them to work, but you want to be smart about it. Right. So I know that if I'm, a, you know, if I have a self-directed 401k or an IRA, I'm going to be looking for something like your fund because one, it's quick. And number two, I don't need to worry about the taxes because I'm already in a tax advantage account. Right. So I think yep. that's, that's absolutely massive. Love to hear that. You know, I really think we could probably sit here and I could probably ask questions about, about notes <laughs> all day long because I think it's very interesting. And I, you know, we don't get to hear much about it on the show, if I'm being honest. But, uh, you know, before we round out here, I do want to ask one more question. Got to ask this because things are going crazy right now in the economy, yeah. financial markets. So with that in mind, how is your team viewing the changes that are happening right now in the economy? And are you having to make any shifts to your strategy or yeah. anything like that? I think that's a great question. And I mean, just for clarification, our fund management team, there's three of us that are technically fund managers and we have this massive team behind us. Um, we all work in the same office. Um, we have a hundred employees here and we meet multiple times a week about these types of things. And I think one of the things that's helped us get through even COVID, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when, when COVID hit, there were companies like ours that literally shut their doors and most of them were relying on wall street money. We don't do that. We, 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 just, we say that we eat what we kill. Like we just have never aligned ourselves with wall street. And we're so thankful for that. Um, but the other thing that we've done as a team is we've really focused on the affordable housing market space because 
you know, when markets shift like they are, and, you know, right now our area is so inflated, like it's just, it, they, I just read an article that said we've had a 20% increase in home prices in one year in our local market. It's nuts. And, you know, it's great for resale, but it also is a problem for people that can't afford to live here anymore. And so what we've done is we say we're the affordable housing market space, but that also means that it could be a small apartment complex. I mean, we have focused around single family up to four units. We stay under the FHA cap. We know that there's more buyers under the FHA cap, but it also gives us the ability to shift and say, hey, we bought that house six months ago. I don't think we're going to sell it for what we thought. Let's cash flow that thing. So we know that typically when you're in the affordable housing market area or space, you can typically shift your strategy uh, and and turn something into a cash flowing product until markets come back. Um, And I think the key is being nimble and having a pulse on your markets and watching, you know, we service all of our loans. Um, We have a servicing company, so we know exactly when people aren't paying. We meet on a a weekly basis. So um, just being really in touch with that type of stuff and and making changes quickly when you have to um, has really, I think, bode well for us um, and our fund has continued to perform. But yeah, I mean, rates are are up there. You know, um, we've seen house sales slow here. I think the market softened a little. I don't think it's declined, but um, we're preparing for the worst and, you know, we will address it head on um, as we see we need to. Um, but again, we're still going to stay the course and that's the affordable housing market space for us. I love to hear that, you know, and you're absolutely right. There's definitely some stuff on the horizon that could, you know, you know, is definitely shifting. Right. But at the same time, you know, you guys are focusing on kind of, you know, the affordable housing space. We all know that there is major issues there. Right. And, you know, the the solution is what I mean, that's where everybody's waiting kind of get on board with that. Right. So you guys kind of getting in there, tackling in your local market, playing, you know, into that niche, I think is absolutely fantastic. So love to hear that. Uh, Heather, you know, Again, I think we could probably go on and talk forever, but uh, you know, it's been a great conversation. Before we get out of here, tell us just more about your fund and yeah. your company and anything else you have going on. Yeah, so you can always get more information about our funds by going to our website, um, and that is Secured Investment Corp. No S on the end of investment. Uh, so Secured Investment Corp. And when you get to our site, there's actually information about both of our funds. Like I said, one is for accredited investors. So you have to qualify with a million dollars in assets or through your income. And that one's got a higher minimum of 50000 But then we have the other fund that's open to anybody uh, with a very small minimum of 1000 Um, The other neat thing about our website is we actually have our all our notes on there. So if you're a single asset investor and you would prefer to go into one deal by yourself and pick and choose the borrower, the location. You know, we are very transparent. They can look at all the information that we use to do our due diligence. Um, We sell notes and we have them all listed there. And then the last thing I would say is I'd encourage you to request more information. You'll be able to schedule an appointment with myself and I've got two others on my team. We're a pretty small team, but We'd love to talk with people more, you know, and um, get more granular if they have, uh, you know, bigger questions than we can cover on here. We probably could talk for hours, but um, yeah, you know, I, I I think that the biggest takeaway I would want people to to take from this is to educate themselves and take action. 
Yep, absolutely. Education is so important, but you know that doesn't do any good unless you take action. So right. I think you're, you're absolutely spot on there. Heather, we're going to make sure to put your company's website uh, link in our show notes so they can reach out, Perfect. get a hold of you guys, get in some notes, because I think it's a very interesting space. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Again, thank you for coming on the show. It's been thank you episode. for having me. It was a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.